Welcome to the Membership Machine Show, talking you through your membership website from initial idea all the way to finished product. Here's your host, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the Membership Machine Show. This is episode 44. I've got um, a great guest and also he's the co-host of my other podcast, the WP Tonic Show. Um, We've got Kurt with us. And in this episode, we're going to be doing a deep review of Lifter LMS. It's one of the leading podcasts. plugins if you want to build a membership or a community on WordPress and you should consider that. It should be a great show. So Kurt, would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Absolutely, Jonathan. My name is Kurt, Kurt Von Annen. Uh, I own a company called Manana Nomas. We uh, work specifically with membership and learning websites. And then I also work with WP Tonic uh, with Jonathan and with Lifter directly. So in this show, we're going to be talking about the um, key features of Lifter LMS, um, some of the significant differences between it and some of the competitors out there, like LearnDash, um, what are some of the key add-ons that can extend the functionality of Lifter LMS. We're going to be talking about what kind of support and training that Lifter LMS offers and what you can expect when you join them, the pricing, we're going to go into a a deep dive. So it should be a fantastic show. But before we go into the meat and potatoes, I've got a couple of key messages from my major sponsors. We will be back in a few moments, folks. Are you looking for ways to make your content more engaging? Sensei LMS by Automatic is the original WordPress solution for creating and selling online courses. Sensei's new interactive blocks can be added to any WordPress page or post. For example, interactive videos let you pause videos and display quizzes, lead generation forms, surveys, and more. For a 20% off discount for the tribe, just use the code WPTONIC, all one word, when checking out and give Sensei a try today. We're coming back, folks. I just want to point out we've got some great special offers from the sponsors. Plus, we've got a curated list of the best WordPress plugins that will help you build a membership or community membership website on WordPress. So you don't have to troll the internet and try and find the best. Um, You can find all these goodies by going to wp-tonic.com slash deals, wp-tonic.com slash deals, and you'll find all the goodies there. What more could you ask for? Probably a lot, but that's not bad. So let's go straight into it. So, Kurt, um, what are some of the key features that you think people got to understand if they're looking at Lifter LMS as their possible key technology of their WordPress stack to build a great membership website on? Yeah, well, that's just it, Jonathan. I, I, you know, I came to Lifter as a customer first. I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, a, a, I was a corporate training person. Right. So I was like, I was trying to find options other than, you know, quarter million dollar websites to put corporate material on. And I did the shopping. I looked at a bunch of different platforms, some SaaS offerings and some WordPress offerings. And Lifter LMS got my money as a customer. Um, So the key features were the membership and the learning tools were in one platform. 
So I didn't have to kind of stitch things together to, to make that happen. And the other thing, quite honestly, and it's not part of the software, it's part of the, the culture of the company, was the support that I had received. And, you know, you kind of fall into their fold with their office hours. If you're at that higher level, um, you go to the office hours and, and you meet other people and you, you kind of have a little bit of a community there. And I think that's actually one of the best features of Lifter Elements. Right. So obviously we're going to be looking at the pricing, but um, it's kind of because you do get different levels of support depending because they offer a very full featured free product. But yeah. to get to get the full support, which obviously costs money and that you do have to pay some of the premier offerings that lift at LMS. But even buying some of the basic levels, you do get a very, in my opinion, a, a lot of support. Would you agree with that? Uh, I'm actually surprised at how much support, you know, they do offer. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So when you were looking, when you um, were looking at a platform, what was some of the key, I think you touched on it, but um, you were looking at some of the other SaaS and other competitors. Was just... <laughs> Just the integration of the membership purchasing, was that the key thing? Can you kind of take your mind yeah. back about what the journey was and what some of the key ones? Because I think that would be very useful to our listeners because they're probably doing the same, actually, Kurt. Yeah, yeah. The, the buyer's journey is interesting. And, uh, you know, my... my my key phrase yesterday was use case. And I think that's my key phrase again today is use case. Um, I was shopping from a corporate training perspective at that moment. Like I wasn't thinking of reselling course creator stuff or, or, or getting into the industry at the level I'm in now. I was thinking of from a corporate position, how can I build something that my users can use? And when you're shopping for these LMSs, Jonathan, you got to really read the fine print because there's a lot of SaaS programs where they charge you for active enrolled users. So some charge for enrolled users, some charge for active users. So there's basically a monthly report of usership. And if someone signs in for the month, they're an active user and you're paying like a per license fee per user. So as the client, you really don't have control over your expenses the way that you would like. Um, so that kind of scared me off a little bit. So, so there was that. I looked at Moodle and, and Moodle is a fantastic, you know, open source platform, but it was confusing and it was difficult for my users to use and it would have required a lot of modifications to get it to do what I wanted to do. So then I started looking at Bridge and LearnUpon and some of these other platforms. And then I, I said, well, I got to see what WordPress is offering. And so I went through the WordPress deal and, you know, LearnDash came up in the search, uh, Lifter LMS, uh, Tutor LMS, uh, LearnPress. And there were a couple others that had crept up. Sensei, I think, was in that list. And as I did the shopping and I compared the level of service offered, the responses I got when I contacted support, the cost I was going to have to spend, and what I thought would be my development time. Like, you know, like, because everything has a learning curve. So I was trying to figure out, you know, how long is it going to take me to get really good at this and manage this? And the support that I got from Lifter was, was the tops. And uh, quite honestly, the, the, the dollars made sense to me because from a corporate position, I was used to seeing six figures for things. I wasn't used to seeing $1,200. So um, 
so yeah, I signed up. I think you got. I think you've got to because um, that's the Infinity Bundle. That is the top. Yeah. That is the top tier. You can buy into it. Um, you can buy a single add-on, which I think is one hundred and twenty-five. Twenty dollars for yeah. the Stripe. But then they have an Earth Bundle. Is the Earth Bundle? Or what's that at actually? Uh, I think the Earth Bundle is at a hundred. No, the Earth Bundle's. I think is. We're going to have to look at the pricing page, to yeah. be honest with you, Jonathan. Yes, because it does change. But I think when I last looked at it, it was around 150 or something. Yeah. I'm not and sure. Yeah. I, I got to throw this out there. I, as you said, with the free package, I downloaded the free package, installed it to the corporate site, started building things out, and you can go really, really far. The only, In a corporate setting, the free package does almost everything that you need out of a learning management system if you're thinking in terms of just a learning management system. The reason that in my corporate position that I agreed to pay for the program was because I wanted the add-on for social learning at the time. I wanted the students to be able to use yeah. those social tools, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, sure. Um, so what do you, um, what are a couple of things that you think users or the key things that users who are looking at Lift LMS seriously to build their membership website? What are a couple of the things that you think people really need to understand before they invest their time and money um, and build their course on Lifter? The, the assumption, and this happens a lot with people that are shopping for a learning management system, is the first thing you have to recognize is the freedom you're going to get in the WordPress environment uh, because you might be used to these other platforms that are offered in the learning management space. And when I say that, what I mean is you, you're not limited anymore. So in the WordPress space, you're not limited by the amount of users you have on your platform, you know, unless your host runs out of bandwidth. I mean, it really is that kind of math. Um, you're not limited to the number of lessons that you put into something or the number of courses or the number of sections that you put into, into your platform. You can divide, well, in Lifter LMS's case, because memberships are baked into the platform, you can have as many memberships as you like. And then each of those things, so each of those courses or memberships can have up to six options if you have the payment gateway installed. You can have up to six purchase options installed to each of your products. And so you, there really is a lot of freedom and a lot of flexibility in how you can set things up or share things with your audience. And that's, yeah. that's key, right? Because if you're building something, you want you want as many options as possible to share your ideas with the public. Yeah, uh, what what's your reflection? Because fundamentally... There's a lot of choice, um, and that, um, and, and there's more freedom and um, sovereignty, digital sovereignty, as I call it, that ownership. Um, but there's a lot more choice, and that choice is a two-edged sword. It can, it's really great because you're not, because I, based on my experience, anybody. Um, that starts to get traction and starts building a really great membership business. They they want they get to a level where there's some key functionality that they need that their students are asking for. And if they're on a, one of the leading SaaS platforms, they hit a brick wall. They can't move the business on. Um, but you don't get that with WordPress. But you get a lot of choice um 
and I think a lot of people can get into the weeds. So it's about what's your own reflections? Do you think I'm on something there, or am I just waffling a little bit? No, the the, the waffling comes. Uh, it's expected because it's this, especially with a complicated. I say complicated. Don't take that wrong. Anything in the learning management space becomes complicated because there's a lot of files, a lot of material, a lot of stuff. So people want the options and they want the freedom, and I totally get that. But I can't tell you how many projects I get involved in, Jonathan, where they've overcomplicated things yeah. way well beyond what what needs to be addressed. It's somehow or another we get so focused as developers, implementers, you know, people in the space, we get so focused on we have to have the newest you know, shiny thing or like AI is the big buzz, right? I need all these AI tools. And then when you put all the stuff in there, next thing you know, you've got this confusing or conflicting package that's not working the way you intended. And then you got to hire someone like me to come in and help, you know, straighten the spaghetti. Yeah. But I think the great, but the great news is, is um, just, the way I would treat it, folks, is, is treat um, WordPress as Lego bricks uh, modules and different plugins in the WordPress ecosystem offer fundamental key functionality. They're key log Lego bricks. Yeah. And you probably um, only need about five or six fundamental Lego bricks. Um, and the other parts are superficial and by going to somebody like Kurt and also hosting with WP Tonic, you get all those key Lego bricks and also you get great support and advice if you're looking for experts to help you build out the site, which you will get with Kurt. Um, now, a lot of people that, um, I think a lot of people, if they're um, used to WordPress and they know um, about the great benefits of building out on WordPress because it, it's driving more than 40% of all websites on the internet. So a lot of people use, are use, used to using it. And when they decide to build their membership or their membership community website, it's the, obviously they want to keep utilising WordPress. Um, so they do a search and the three names that probably come up is LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and Tutor LMS. They're probably the three leaders that come up. Now, the two that have been established the longest and have the biggest presence on the internet, um, the biggest is LearnDash, and then it's Lifter LMS. Um, so you must get a lot of people ask you, what's the fundamental, what are some of the differences in between LearnDash and lift at LMS. So hopefully you thought about this yourself. How do you explain it in your own mind? What are some of the differences? Because they've got to be some. This comes down to an interesting conversation, Jonathan. And, and besides like saying use case, it is a, you know, everyone's got to make their own choice. And everyone assumes that I would come on a show like this or that I would be, you know, around having some adult beverages somewhere with people in the industry and they think I would slam the other product. And that just doesn't happen because it's a great product, right? Uh, LearnDash is awesome. Uh, they have a similar course building structure, right? Okay. And so you can go in and you can build, uh, you know, build out your course. So you have your course and you add your syllabus, right? So you're like your outline to your course. And then you use that syllabus to expand your lesson content 
you know, within the WordPress editor, right? So you can, you can load that in. And Lifter LMS works very much the same way, right? As far as that structure. So a lot of that's the same. What I like about Lifter, and this comes with other people's opinions, right? So some people might differ. I like having the membership tools, the learning content, and the native payment gateway kind of, you know, all in that one package. And I've grown very accustomed to it. And so I prefer the Lifter LMS process personally. But I also have my own clients and clients with you, Jonathan, that are on LearnDash, right? And there's nothing wrong with that setup, but we're going to have a separate membership management tool. We're going to have a different shopping cart or payment gateway system. And then we're going to really leverage LearnDash for the learning content, which they do a really great job of curating. So it just comes down to setup. Well, yes, I do. I agree with you, but I think the fundamental difference is there's two fundamental differences. Um, I think when it comes to the interfaces and the structure, I totally agree with you. They are very, very similar and they're both very good products. But the fundamental thing is that you have the, if you're selling membership, that functionality is in built into Lifter LMS. You do have to buy an add-on for you. You got there's two add-ons, and they're both around $125. One will link to Stripe, and the other one will link to PayPal. I would just buy the Stripe one, but the actual engine purchasing is in built. Now, when it comes with LearnDash, they do have that, but it is more limited and in some ways more hidden. Um, you, Most people either buy a membership add-on plugin or they utilise WooCommerce. And you can utilise WooCommerce with Lifter as well. And um, if you're at a, a more... Um, mature stage in building your membership business. Um, I don't think you need to use WooCommerce. We'll get into that in the second half of the show because it can get a little bit. But there's certain parameters that you need to understand when it comes to utilising WooCommerce um, that are outside just purchasing it. So we can discuss that in the second half. But... um, a lot of people use LearnDash. They do um, have to buy a membership plugin. Um, you do not need that with Lifter LMS at all. It, you know, for 80, 90% of individuals just buying the Stripe add-on, uh, you you can build a very large business if you want, just with the free Lifter with the Stripe add-on if you wish. The lot, the other functionality is lovely and well worth the investment, though. Um, the other key thing is the culture. The um, you, you, if you buy one of the premier um, packages from Lifter LMS, you then get access to a lot of training, a lot of support, and a lot of culture that's really aimed at the membership entrepreneur um, to get them over the hurdles that you also you're really buying into a community you just don't get that with learn dash it's much more corporate um feel and buying process you there are resources communities 
out there, but they are independent. They are not part of the culture of the company. Um, we've lived at LMS because of the because of the key personnel. They they have been always about building a, a community around their product. What do you think of what I've just said, actually, Kurt? Well, I'm glad you brought it up because if I say it, it sounds like a commercial. Um, you know, they've got the the pre-sales call we do live and that we do that for an hour almost every week, right? So we jump on live, answer pre-sales calls, answer people's technical questions before they even buy the product. And then they just changed the policy on office hours. It used to be just for Infinity Bundle users, but now Universe and Infinity Bundle people get right. access to the weekly office hours. Oh, that's great news. I think yeah. that's a very good step, actually. And so, you know, that's a that's a more interactive live call. So instead of being based on StreamYard where you can't, you know, really talk much, you do comments, uh, it's in a uh, Zoom kind of atmosphere. And so there's a lot of participation, screen shares. And what's cool about office hours is, you know, we don't have all the answers. But a lot of times when you get a dozen people on a call and a lot of people are implementers or designers or developers, whoever just comes to that call because it's open, someone says, oh, I've got this little issue. And somebody, you know, in the, in that, in that space is going to say, oh, hey, have you tried this? And it's really cool to see people collaborate and come together with answers. And then beyond that, they just launched uh, an agency listing. So uh, if folks are entrepreneurs, uh, you know, freelancers, they run an agency, they can join the agency list. And that gives them access to things like, you know, an extended access to a demo site that they can show their clients and things like that. So we're trying yeah. to help people grow their businesses in the space. Right. So I think um, Kurt, Kurt actually works um, as one of the success team at Lifter LMS, and he also works for me as well. Um, and he runs his own. Um, um, but it's all in the learn space. It's all in the um, membership um, LMS space. So it's yeah. all linked together. Um, so it and a lot of people work for multiple vendors in the word. WordPress professional space anyway, folks. Um, so um, I think that's great. So I think I am correct um, that most of the add-ons you can buy individually, um, at, uh, I think around $125. Um, yeah, yeah. Some of them go to like 250 Oh, they have that exchange, right. That's yeah. fair enough. Um, and with, I think, the lowest professional bundle um, is the Earth, and I think, based on my memory, you get two add-ons in that bundle. Do you not? Yeah, you get the ability to uh, have a payment gateway, and I think that comes with the new theme, the SkyPilot theme. All oh, right. So, what what is the SkyPilot theme um, about then? Uh, maybe I should. Maybe we should leave this. No, let's leave this to the second half, actually, because <laughs> that that that's that's going to be a long winded conversation. So let's um, let's move on. Um, so, like I've touched on the Stripe add-on, um, which you can purchase for one hundred and twenty-five, and really you can build a totally functioning website with that, with some key um, other premier um, plugins. Um, so what are some of the significant add-ons that you think that um, Lifter supplies that you, based on your experience, that if you were a person seriously looking to buy Lifter, that you would want those add-ons if you were doing 
a build, building a membership site and you were that individual entrepreneur? It's use case is the phrase again, right? But it depends on what your goal is and what you're building. Let's focus, let's yeah. focus on the target of this podcast, which is the individual entrepreneur trying to build a membership website. On yeah, if, if we focus on that, uh, a lot of what I talk to folks, my clients about is like building out that community, right? Getting people tied to your project. Something that adds, you know, one of your words is stickiness, right? So something that adds stickiness to your platform so that your users don't deflect and go somewhere else, right? You want to keep them in. And so I really like uh, the groups add-on that Lifter has. Uh, groups. What allows, does that do fundamentally? Yeah. What does that allows, do? Groups allows you to bulk sell a number of seats to a single organization or a single group and assign a group leader to that. And what happens is they get their own page as a group. Uh, and then that group leader can use that to send out invitations to seats that they have pre-purchased. And it really evens out kind of that, um, the whole experience. Whereas if that group leader wants reporting for what their students have done, so let's say that you've got a series of schools that you're offering some courses to. Each school can have their own group. They can assign their own group leader. They can invite their own students to fill those seats. And they don't have to go to you for the reporting or, or access to the admin side of the website to get reporting. They can look at the reporting right through the front end of the site through the groups feature. And that's one of the things I really like because for some reason... A lot of people are afraid to let people see the back end of WordPress. You know, the back end of WordPress isn't all that pretty. So if they had to go there for reporting, that's a lot of people think that's a negative. But if we can give them some kind of access to reporting on the front end, that's a positive. And groups allows us to do that. So a lot of folks like groups. Um, I like social learning. Uh, a lot of folks will try and use a Facebook page or a Facebook group to try and do the social side of well, their Which is a good start, startup. I feel. Yeah, it's, it's a great start. startup. But I think, um, obviously, you're building something on somebody else's platform. So if you can start building an active community on one, one of these other platforms, but then move them to a platform that you have direct control over, the better you're going to be, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's the more control thing. And, you know, in light of big tech doing a lot of censorship activity, it just depends on what your subject matter is. Sometimes you really want your stuff on your own site. So you know that you're not going to get shut down, locked out or, or whatever, depending on what your subject matter is. And so uh, I really like the idea of social learning. Now, Lifter LMS's version of social learning uh, works kind of like almost like a Twitter or a Facebook kind of interface that lets people go in like a first in, first out kind of thing. Everyone gets their own profile and they can communicate with each other. But you can't like load up video. Like, you know, in LinkedIn, I can throw up a two-minute video, right? In a WordPress site, you're going to have to make a YouTube video and then link that to your social. So that's like one of the, the, one of the points where someone might want to import or look at another integration if they want to have a higher level social experience. But and, that's, box, and that's when you might want to look at something like Buddy Boss, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but you know, to to get out of the box and start and get started, it, it's a it's a great platform to launch off of. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that's fantastic. I think we're going to go for our break, folks. It's been a really fantastic conversation. Kurt really knows his stuff when it comes to learning management systems and Lifter LMS. Um, we're going to be covering some other important subjects in the second half. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. 
This podcast episode is brought to you by Lifter LMS, the leading learning management system solution for WordPress. If you or your client are creating any kind of online course, training-based membership website, or any type of e-learning project, Lifter LMS is the most secure, stable, well-supported solution on the market. Go to LifterLMS.com and save 20% at checkout with coupon code PODCAST20. That's PODCAST20. Enjoy the rest of your show. We're coming back, folks. Um, Just want to point out, if you're looking to build your WordPress membership or WordPress membership community website, have a look at WP Tonic. We offer full, we offer um, a great hosting platform plus a very long list of the best premier WordPress plugins as part of the hosting package, plus integrated newsletter and marketing email functionality as part of the hosting package, plus a lot of other features that you will not get from other hosting providers. And we just specialize in the membership and community-based website area. And we just offer a ton. So go over to the WP Tonic website, have a look at what we've got to offer, and then book a chat with me and demo and become part of the tribe. We'd love you to do that. So on we go. Um, so I think we touched it in the first half, half but as that individual, not uh, corporate training, not let's just really focus at the individual entrepreneur trying to become part of the creator economy, trying at the best way to become, um, to make a living, to make a difference to your family in the digital age as a and become part of the digital creative economy is have a membership website to offer your knowledge to people. So what are some of the, in that mindset, what are some of the key things in your own mind when you're discussing this with people between what Lifter and WordPress compared to a SaaS project like Kajabi? Well, you know, that's a hard question, Jonathan, because I think if we're, if we're being blunt and we're being honest, you know, with the, with the listeners, the products are great. So, but the thing with Kajabi is to your point, you don't really own that platform. And if they make changes or if they, uh, you know, disable one of your features or they migrate something, you're stuck. Whereas with WordPress, you own that platform. Like it's open source. There's a lot of freedom in it. You can build what you want. And, and that part to me is, is awesome. And if I'm in WordPress and I want to migrate to another thing in WordPress, I can migrate my information, my data, my stuff. Uh, it can be difficult with a SaaS to get your information out of it. And you still have the learning curve. Everything has its complications. So whatever platform you choose, you still have to train yourself, you know, to be good at it. And so I, I vote for WordPress right out of the chute. Um, that's one. And, and sometimes, here's a great example, a personal example. I use a SaaS program to run my agency. And it's like one of these all-in-one accounting proposals. But Jonathan, I, I, every time I look at it, it's, it's got so much stuff in there. I mean, I maybe scratch the surface of 15% of what this platform can do. You know, I use it for proposals and invoicing, and that's it. 
And this, this platform can do all kinds of stuff. And I think that that happens to a lot of people that get into these SaaS platforms is because it's, it's got all these bells and whistles and you get, you get drawn to the bells and whistles, but the learning curve and the implementation is, is such a heavy lift that I think they end up ignoring a lot of the Well, I think, I think you, you can pay for a lot of money for a lot of functionality that you probably never you use. Do. Exactly. Never, and never will use. I, I think there's three fundamental, well, there's probably more actually, um, but I'm <laughs> going to quickly go through them. Um, the more invested you get with a SaaS platform, the harder it is to get off it. And most SaaS platforms, as, as you build success, the price really accelerates rapidly. And the more successful you get on that platform, um, the also, as you get successful, like I say, it gets harder and more difficult to move somewhere else. Secondly, uh, as you get more successful, you will find that um, the asks from your students, the things that will that you know that will make your membership experience more sticky, that will reduce student churn. Um, the the more you will find you will be limited by the platform, um, by the SaaS platform. You also will be limited by the design um, options, and depending on which platform you choose upon, because um, one of the great things about WordPress is that, um, if necessary, the front of your website and also the course structures and that, uh, there will be a time where there, there will be clear benefit about customising that experience. I think, based on my experience, folks, a lot of people delve into that much too early, and that's one of the can be one of the drawbacks of WordPress. But when you are starting to get considerable traction and you're moving your learning business in the right direction. Um, to have that option is invariable and you will not get that with a SaaS. And the final thing is there's a big difference between an all-embracing Swiss army knife and uh, and taking laser-focused Lego blocks and coherent them, putting them together. And each key Lego block has been laser focused by individual company to the, be the best of its breed because it's in competition with other Lego blocks in its specific area um, and then combining the best of breed into a coherent package rather than a Swiss army knife which tends to be the jack of all trades and the master of none. And that's what you get with a lot of SaaS-based solutions. As they get more and more feature-rich, they tend to lose focus. What was your response to what I've just said there? You hit on so many things in that sentence. And the one thing that popped that, that I, I really want to drive home with folks, Jonathan, is, is you, you are correct. People get distracted by the customization much too quickly in the journey. Which is yeah. important at the yeah. right stage. Oh, it's, it's super important at the right stage. But the first thing you want to do if you're new to the membership environment is you want to have a minimal viable product, focus on simplicity and directness, and see if your content resonates with an intended audience. Once you get to like 10 paying students, 
right? That's kind of a threshold for folks. People don't realize this because when they're developing something, they go, well, if I have a thousand people at $4.99 a month, but the time I'm going to be a millionaire. And then you go, no, that's what some guy standing in front of a Lamborghini told you on social media. If we get to the real world, get 10 paying clients, that's a milestone. And then you go, okay, so what features could I really add to those 10 clients? You know, maybe you ask them, call them up, you know, Hey, what would make this better for you? What would be a better experience? And then as it goes to 25 paid customers, you know, 75, uh, 150, 200 paid clients. As those, as the complexity of your audience grows, that's the freedom of WordPress to say, okay, well, now I want to plug in that social learning because now it makes sense. Yeah. Or now I need advanced quizzes because turns out these simple questions I'm asking, you know, aren't challenging people enough. So I'm going to add advanced quizzes, you know, and get different question types and different interactivity or, or more engagement because, you know, you've gone deeper on the quizzing or the knowledge banks. Um, that's really important to me. And to your point, if I sign up for a SaaS program that's a Swiss army knife that has all that thrown in, then you feel compelled and you kind of slap together stuff to fill in the blanks that doesn't really apply to an audience you haven't sold to yet. No, that's fantastic. I, I think there's two factors a lot of people don't understand is that you, uh, if, this, if you're building out your first e-learning business, you, getting those first um, students, you will learn an enormous amount from them. Now, if you're an experienced author, you have a large amount of experience in a particular sector, done a lot of training, one-to-one training, done a lot of coaching, know intimately your um, target audience. Um that doesn't probably affect you so much, but um, don't but don't get depressed if you're one of these. Um, you're starting your journey in e-learning because there you have something which the experience author trainer doesn't, and it's this. Um, they understand their audience. I'm just going to repeat myself, but they, yes, that experienced individual, that author, that trainer does ex- understand the audience. But what happens is they tend to use very advanced language. They, because it's a two edge, two edge sold that experience because they tend to focus on medium to higher individuals in that particular industry or sector as somebody entering it your vocabulary will probably be more aimed at the actual people that are going to be interested in actually signing up with your course um so don't be disparaged if you if it's your first gig um because um you do have um some advantages you know obviously somebody who's experienced that's hiring people who's aware of this um they can they can modify their language but uh, by working with a lot of people i can tell you if you're listening to this podcast or watching this video that a lot of experienced individuals their language is aimed at advanced people what do you think of what i've just said there kurt I couldn't agree more, Jonathan. Uh, I teach service writers and service managers in the power sport industry how to increase 
their business. That's what, that's one of my things. I have a huge power sports background. And one of the things I teach them is, you know, you cannot use industry jargon in trying to sell work to your clients. You can't say, well, your TP. Well, you can, but I'm sorry to interrupt. You can, but you're not going to get very far. No, no. So if you say, well, your TPS is faulty, we got to replace it. You know, you go, no, you, you know, there's a sensor on your car called a throttle positioning sensor. That's not communicating well with the injectors and we have to replace that. So you get better fuel consumption or better burn or whatever. Um, there's a way to sell stuff and keep it simple. And sometimes, and this is where I think an, an, an LMS really comes into its, into its space. I've got a lot of live speaking and live teaching experience, but you know, corporations will say, you know, how long will this take to teach? You say two weeks and they say, well, we need it in a week. So then you cut the course down to a week and then you give it to them and then they go, okay, great. Or we're going to give you two days to teach it, you know, and you're like, well, how am I going to fit two weeks worth of stuff in two days? And so when you go to corporate training sessions, like workshops, it's, it's information by a fire hose and the retention level is very, very low. Yes. Right. When you have a learning management system, now you get the opportunity to slow things down, say things correctly, and it becomes an evergreen resource so that that student, when retention becomes an issue, can always go back to that resource. And that's why, like when I talk to speakers, authors, and coaches, and people that need to have a, a membership site to curate an audience, I'm like, you need to understand how important it is to have an LMS instead of just a social site or a, or a Facebook page. Because if you can take your core content, your simplest content, and put that into a learning management structure, well, then instead of doing your live sessions and coaching people to this level, right, your LMS coaches people to this level. Now you can add that much more value to people when you teach them in person. Another area, and I call it the war and peace problem. Uh, is for understandable reasons people think, especially if it's their first e-learning um, membership project, um, is that they, they tend to want to build very large courses and put a lot of information and a lot of time and effort. And it's understandable. They want to offer real value to their students. It's counterintuitive, but actually... I, I would not do that at all. I Obviously, I would build the minimum viable course, which comes from startup culture, which is the minimum viable product, is because you're going to learn from your first batch of students a lot what their concerns are, what they want to learn. And the other factor is, is that you really you when you get that feedback you will modify modify the course and you probably will build it out to some um, level um, and you might build a secondary course and utilize this first course as a very effective lead magnet in your main funnel. Um, but the other factor is that. Um, to actually um, get more for your course, what you'd probably be better off is have a fundamental core course, but then you offer master, you offer mastermind groups um, that you lead, and then you might offer one-to-one coaching, but these are at higher membership um, levels where you're offering more and more access to you or some of your key trainers rather than building out a very large course because a lot of people they will unless 
there's a lot of um, guidance and social encouragement, you will find the dropout rate will increase enormously. And when they drop out, they will unsubscribe. So it's counterintuitive to having a viable and growing membership business. What do you think about that, Kurt? The psychology of self-study online, Jonathan, requires the dopamine hit to keep the person addicted to the process, right? So the more that they can complete, the more they can pat themselves on the back, the happier they are with your product and the more they'll continue. So you're absolutely right. If you have a giant course, right? Break that course into like six or seven courses if you have to and have them and have the lessons be, you know, 10 minutes or less, like little micro lessons. And they go, I got another lesson done. I got another lesson done. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the beauty, you're so right, because the beauty of doing that is you break up into my, you have a main course and you have what I call micro courses. They can be superb upsells Mm -hmm. that also have enormous relevance and people think, well, I've got value from this main course, but these, these other micro courses aimed at um, different express aspects of the main course for different niches. And it's just a beautiful way of upselling, upselling, selling, selling. Well, uh, you're touching on another feature of Lifter LMS, and that is beyond the lessons, courses, membership structure, they have tracks available. So if you take all this giant content and you break it into multiple courses, you can form a tract out of that. So you can make it like a specialty training, a series of courses, you know? And again, that gives the user another feeling of I've accomplished something because now I've finished, you know, it helps with the ongoing subscription that you're talking about, because let's say someone does the course, it does a course and then they do another one and they do another one. And they're like, well, I'm only three courses away from getting the track completed on this. You know, so maybe they subscribe for another three to six months to knock out those next three courses. That's kind of your carrot that keeps people engaged in the circle and keeps them going. Yeah. So you do not need to, so really listen to what me and Kurt, especially what Kurt is saying, uh, um, is um, don't, you do not have to build out some enormous war and peace course because I know people that have added module and module and module, video, video, and they've been at it for over a year and they actually never launch, folks. They lose, they lose, life appears, things happen, you know, they have to deal with other things in their business and they lose focus. Um, You're better off building a, a good value, look at adding um, add-on micro courses, as I call them, and also look at when you got your first student bases. Look at mastermind. Look at one-to-one um, coaching as um, being things that you can add on at higher membership package levels. That is the way, and because it, in the in the coming years, it's all going to be about building community. Um, because of COVID, because of uh, people working from home, people and f- because of artificial intelligence, blah, 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 people are going to want community. They're going to want to be part of some of a group that provides training, but also support, coaching, other factors. Do you think I'm on the right 
talking any sense there, Kurt? No, it's complete sense. I, I think this market's just going to continue to go and go and go. And you want to get your minimal viable product out. You want to get your community started. And the sooner you start, the better off you're going to be. Now, the other factor which WP Tonic is laser focused, and um, I've had discussions with Kurt, is that I really um, is to offer what something like Kajabi or Podio offers. And it does now. Now, with some of these key Lego um, Lego um, blocks, these key plugins, which is like Fluent CRM, which can send out your email, combining it with uh, with email sending functionality that you get with WP Tonic, which you don't get with a lot of the other hosting providers. Um, you can send your newsletter, you can send out your marketing email, you can do all your marketing automation in the interface that in, is really comparable or in some ways better than active campaign. Where with Kajabi, they do have their pipelines which are pre-written and there's something we're going to be providing in the coming months. But um, they are, it's very basic and the... Um, the actual um, sending out engine isn't anything compared to active campaign. The other factor is that we're building out um, another key part of the functionalities. Um, one of the factors is having a library of purpose design templates and landing pages and sections that are really designed for the entrepreneur that wants to build a membership, community membership-based website. And we're building that out. So we're combining everything with some key of these key building blocks like Lifter LMS, but you get, but you also get the joined-up functionality that you get something with Kajabi. And that's my laser focus for WP Tonic. Um, am I waffling there? Because obviously, obviously you work with me and, um, you know, Kirk doesn't rely on the money that I give him. Uh, um, um, he's a very honest individual. But hopefully you would say that that is my focus and that is the focus of WP Tonic, is it not? Yeah, I, Jonathan, I've been watching you do a lot of work on figuring out the right combination of tools to, to make this this happen. And we're it's... Super, super close to, to being a complete package. You know, um, folks, there, there is so much value in having someone curate the tools in WordPress because that flea market that you guys are always talking about in, in podcasts. It's I just there. want to interrupt slightly because I think yeah. we I just want to make it clear. There's the other way of doing this in WordPress, and it was very understandable, and it's what I call the wall garden mm. solution. Mm. What is the difference between what I've just outlined with WP Tonic and what I call the wall garden solution in WordPress? The wall garden, I won't name them because I, because I, a couple of the founders I totally respect as individuals um, and fabulous people. But you, there wasn't these, uh, a couple years ago, two, three years ago, there wasn't these key Lego blocks, these key 
plugins available. And people wanted to offer that functionality on WordPress. So they could com- they could offer a solution that was joined up, comparable to something like Kajabi. So the only way they could achieve that was build their own functionality in one platform. The problem with that, it's understandable that they did it, but the consequence is that you have to get hosting. You have to, um, there's more um, maintenance to some degree, even though it's overstated, especially if you choose a quality partner like WP Tonic, because we update all the plugins for you, which no other hosting provider provides. Uh, um, um, to my knowledge, none of the major hosting providers will do that uh, free of charge, and we do that for our clients. Um, but for understandable reasons, you get the worst of of WordPress and SaaS because you're you can't use other Lego. Um, premier plugins with their solution. The key functionality is all inbuilt. You still have to deal with hosting, other factors, and you still have restrictions because you um, it's inbuilt um, in one walled garden solution. So you, in my mind, you're getting the worst of all worlds. And that's what I wanted to avoid with WP Tonic. I wanted to provide a solution that utilizes. But on the other hand, we don't insist if you have something that you want to utilize, as long as it won't cause consistent problems, we're totally happy to assist you in you because it isn't a walled garden, it's WordPress. Does that make sense? Or was I waffling again, Kurt? No, you're, you were explaining it well. And, and that's, that's super important, right? It's one of the reasons I'm in WordPress is because of the freedom to choose and, and, and build things the way that I want. Well, just offering a curated list of plugins and saying that's all you can utilize, that's all we offer, is or having those all built by yourself in, a, in one kind of hosted garden isn't why people want to utilize WordPress, is it? It is it's counterintuitive, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, we mentioned Skypilot earlier in the show, but that's, you know, Skypilot's a full site editing theme and a lot of people still want to use Elementor or some people use Divi or, and you need to have that flexibility that says, well, if you're already an established user of Elementor and that's what you want to stay with, well, then as a host or as a service provider, you want to give the client what they want in that regard. Yeah. So, yeah, totally makes sense. We, we are going to be, um, we've got some exciting things coming up, folks. We're going to, we're still, we mostly, um, if people want to utilize what we offer, because we offer the pro version of Alamator, um, but we're going to be, we also, we're going to be offering a Gutenberg solution through Cadence WP with our own library of themes and landing pages in the coming months. And we'll be offering, um, in the end, there will be um, over 100 templates and other sections here that will be exclusively, exclusively available with WP Tonic. But we're not, but um, we will still be using Alamator 
uh, as well, offering it. Or if you want to use something else, um, you'd be able to with us. Like I say, we are not planning in building a wall garden. We offer functionality and you have the choice, the choice if you want to use it or not. Um, so I think it's time to call it, I think we're given an outline about Lifter and its real strengths. So, Kurt, what is the best way for people to find more about you and what you're up to, Kurt? Well, Manana Nomas is my agency name. So if you look up Manana Nomas uh, online, that's me, and, and I'd love to see you there. I'm also available on LinkedIn. I check my LinkedIn every day for new connections, and uh, I'm very active there. That's great. And you can also join us on the WP Tonic podcast, which is our professional show aimed at the WordPress freelancer, implementer or power user. This show is focused at those entrepreneurs that really want to build a membership website, but they want to build it on the freedom of WordPress uh, and have that digital sovereignty that's so important based on my experience, folks. We'll see you next week, folks. See you soon. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Membership Machine Show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and leave a rating to support the show. Until next time.